Good morning. Isn't it good to be here? Amen. I'm glad that y'all are here. Hello. Good morning. If you're watching online, hello. Good morning. Welcome. And uh, hopefully you're <laughs> nice and cozy wherever you are. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know that there are a lot of people, a lot of people who are not feeling well. So um, we, we'll have our announcements, but then as we go to the Lord in prayer this morning, I just ask that you remember all the people who are who are not feeling well. And if you're here and not feeling well, we, well I'm thankful that you chose to be in the Lord's house and um, just encourage you that um, the Lord is able. Amen. So this week, oh, excuse me, this month is um, the hats and scarves, uh, gloves, any kind of warm item to go for our uh, Operation Christmas Child. If you've not yet brought those things, please do so. We have a few weeks left. <coughs> Whew. Yeah, y'all going to have to sing out loud, too. Um, but, but we will be collecting those things. Uh, if you have uh, shoe boxes, please bring your shoe boxes. Those are very helpful to us. And if you have, I had some, some folks give some money today. So thank you so very much. And if you have money for the, for the shipping costs, please do bring that. Bless you. <laughs> yes. Amen. Um, also, uh, in, this is our last, we're coming into our final week of fasting. So I just encourage you, if you, hey, if you're feeling great and you want to keep on fasting, you know, you go right ahead. But I, I hope that the Lord has really blessed you and, and you've, you have felt, um, a change in your feelings that you have felt a change in some of the things that you're praying for as you've been fasting. So if you're still needing some, um, some fasting resources, we have them online on our church website, lots of great stuff for you. And, and they're not just, you don't just have to do them for fasting time. You're welcome to, um, to look at those at any point. So anything that will give encouragement. We have a resource page on there that's always there. It's beyond our fasting, but um, it's it's really great stuff. So devotionals, um, articles, uh, different um, sermon series that I found really nice and helpful. So uh, make sure you go on there and, and check everything out. Um, and in three weeks, we have our, our first Sunday meal. Time just flies on by. Tomorrow, I I saw on the marquee at the at Cornelius School. I said, "Is tomorrow Martin Luther King Day?" And Shane said, "Yeah." Didn't know that. Yeah, man, I didn't know that. I I have no need to know those things anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Um, but but yeah, not not Martin Luther King specifically. Just you know, <laughs> holidays in general. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I'd. I have no idea when those holidays are. Like, I'll, I'll be doing my normal thing tomorrow. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> but, but we are going to, uh, going to be three weeks from now, going to be celebrating our first Sunday meal together. So make sure you're there for that. Also, um, we know that our Share the Love, um, February was, was our Share the Love focus, and that's coming up. So if you have thought of ways to share love, then, please share with the rest of us so we can participate there are some different things a, a, a list of things that you know as time has been going on oh that's a great idea and maybe we'll suggest that so uh, if if you are just just hankering 
to uh, take over that month of February and kind of give us a focus, then then by all means, you are welcome to and just let us know. But um, but otherwise, we'll have kind of a list of things to to work on. Any other announcements? We will certainly let you know. Um, I don't know if anybody. Shane, one of Shane's favorite parts of football is watching the uh, wild card games. Anybody watch any wild card games yesterday? There are also wild, yeah. There are also wild card games today. I will be asleep, but um, <laughs> plan to be. Um, but but Shane will be down there watching those wild card games. And last night there was one. Um, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Chargers. You know, watch that one. So it was it was sad for Jacksonville for a while. It was not good for them, bless their hearts, because um, Trevor Lawrence came in and he threw. He had thrown three interceptions in the first quarter, and then by the time we got back from dinner, he had thrown a fourth interception, and you know they they had been talking to him. You know, Trevor, how's it going? You know, before just pumping him up before the uh, game, and he said, he said, you know, confidence is the key. <laughs> Said you gotta you gotta be confident. You, you know, the the coaching staff they really worked on that. They've they've helped me to to be more confident to accept the you know, the good that I can do for this team and to be confident in what. And then he comes out and he throws four interceptions. Yeah, but by the end of the game he had thrown four touchdowns as well. And. I thought about that verse in Hebrews that says, don't throw away your confidence. Because it could be super easy for him after that first quarter, after the first half, and they were down so much, and and he had just done a terrible job. But for, for him to lose his confidence and just go out there and play with an oh well kind of mentality. But he understood that the game was on the line and that their future was on the line and he had to maintain his confidence. And so I encourage you, your future's on the line. Don't throw away your confidence. You may have messed up a bunch of times. <laughs> Things may be looking real awful right now, but your confidence can come back. Just just focus on the Lord. Know what He has put within you, the abilities that He has put within you, and uh, you can be strong in Him. Amen. So as we stand today, I just uh, ask you, if you're not feeling well, just, you know, <laughs> place your hand on yourself. Or if you are feeling great, pray for those who are not feeling well. We're going to stand this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come into your house. God, we're grateful because you are so good to us. <clears throat> you are wonderful, and we love you so very much. God, we're thankful that you have woken us up this morning, God, that you gave us the strength to be here. God, I just ask that you would have your will and your way in each and every life. God, for those who are not able to be here because they're feeling sick, God, I pray that you would lift them up right now. God, you are Yahweh Rapha, the God who heals us. And we just go pray that you would go to them right now. <clears throat> let them feel a relief in their bodies God for whatever it may be if it's if it's headache if it's sinus related God if it's flu or COVID or whatever it may be but God we just ask your healing completely from the top of their head to the soles of their feet that they would feel your presence right now God for all those who are here who have chosen to be in your house who are not feeling well for whatever it may be God I pray that you would touch them right now that they would not leave here like they came according to your will God we just pray that your healing power be upon 
upon each and every person. God, and not only physical healing, but also emotional, spiritual strength. God, and healing for our minds, healing for our hearts. I just ask that you would have your will in every single aspect of this service. Lord, that you be lifted up and that you be honored in all that we say and do. God, there are those of us who came in burdened. There are those of us who came in worried and wondering what's going to happen next week. But God, we just pray that you would have your will in your way. Help us to honor and please you in all that we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. the battle you see my victory when all I see is the mountain you see mountain move and as I walk through the shadow your love surrounds me There's nothing to fear now, for I am safe with you. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees, with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you, and every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And if you are for me, who can be against me? For Jesus, there's nothing impossible for you. cross. God, you see the empty tomb. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows, you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows, you win every battle. 
Nothing can stand against the power of our God. Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows, you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees. When my hands lifted high, oh God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. Thank you, Jesus. You are good. You are good, Lord. You are good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody I raise a hallelujah heaven comes to fight for me I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm louder and louder you're gonna hear my praises roar up from the ashes Hope will arise, death is defeated, the King is alive. I raise a hallelujah with everything inside of me. I raise a hallelujah, I will watch the darkness flee, oh, I raise a hallelujah, in the middle of this mystery, I raise a hallelujah, You've lost your hold on me So I'm gonna sing In the middle of the storm Louder and louder You're gonna hear my praises roar Up from the ashes Hope will arise Death is defeated The King is alive
sing a little louder in the presence of my enemies. Sing a little louder, louder than the unbelief. Sing a little louder, my weapon is a melody. Sing a little louder, heaven comes to fight for me. Sing a little louder in the presence of my enemies. Sing a little louder, louder than the unbelief. Sing a little louder, my weapon is a melody. Sing a little louder, heaven comes to fight for me. Sing a little louder in the presence of my enemies. Sing a little louder, louder than the unbelief. Sing a little louder, cause my weapon is a melody. Sing a little louder, heaven comes to fight for me. Sing a little louder, I'm gonna sing in the middle of my storm. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar up from the ashes. Hope will arise, death is defeated, the King is alive. I'm gonna sing in the middle of my storm. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar up from the ashes. Hope will arise, death is defeated. King is alive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. 
you are a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You were here, mending every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You were here, turning lives around. I worship you. I worship you. You were here, mending every heart. I worship you. Oh, I worship you. You were here, turning lives around. I worship you. Oh, I worship you. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are, Lord. That is who you are. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working, even when I can't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are a maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. 
that this morning give him praise he is working when we can't see it when we can't feel it thank you lord thinking 70,000 people or 80,000 or 100,000, whoever was there in these stadiums last night, do you think that a guy there in the top tier, that they could hear anything you said down there on the field? How many think that he could hear down there with a helmet on? What's wrong with you? Throw those interceptions. What? Screaming and then whenever throwing the good touchdowns, I, Boy, that's all right. They ain't heard a word. But it amazes me that in hundreds of thousands, in, in more than hundreds of thousands, that the Lord God of glory looks down and he sees. Oh, that was, that was Vic talking to me. He was calling and asking for help. Oh, that was Vicky. Oh, that was Shane. Look. Oh, milk. I'm glad he hears me. I'm glad that he hears me. I'm glad that he hears me. Praise God. And he's heard me for many years. and never changes. He's always there on the site to help, and I praise him for it, and I love him. He's done a whole lot for me. I was just singing today and trying to uh, be a little louder if I could. But I remember a few months ago, a year ago, I wasn't able to have that volume. And it just wasn't, the strength wasn't there, and I was weak. And I thank you, Lord. I praise you, God, for your help and your strength. Amen. Laying right next to where you read Scripture should be uh, our mission. And remembering it day after day. And then on the backside, our vision. Taking that mission and just creating a vision to make it come true. And then that little place on the bottom, what am I doing? What's, how am I helping? What is my part in this? And since the first of the year and our beginning of fasting and what Dr. Tatum had said about these altars and people praying in the altars, I've asked the Lord, Lord, what can I do to make these things come to be? 
what is my portion? What is my daily bread? Um, and uh, I think about Muslims that bow down, is it six times a day, five times a day? They kneel down five times a day, every day that they breathe, and they kiss the ground. Brother Vic, five times a day they bow down and kiss the ground. I would hope that maybe we could get in a good habit of maybe just the Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6 and beginning with verse 9. Verse 9. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. There's some good preaching right there. As we forgive others. When we can forgive others, God can freely forgive us. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive those that are indebted to us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, how long did it take me to say that? If I'd have kept to it, it would have taken less time. But could we do that five times a day? Could we do that six times a day? Except your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisee, you shall not enter. So can we do better than the five times a day? Can we pray and seek the Lord? David said, I'll do it in the evening. I'll do it in the morning. I'll praise him at noontime. In fact, then he come again and said, I will praise the Lord seven times a day. <laughs> praise God. And then one place, I believe it's six and six of song, he said he watered his couch. Cried and prayed so much, called on the Lord that he watered his couch. Praise God. It's all right to bless him for what he has done for us. I know we ask for a lot, and I do. I ask for plenty, but I do know that I need to thank him more. Thank you, Father, for all you've done. How you have blessed me. How that you have put the puzzle together of my life to make it be to where it is today. Thank you, thank you. Amen, amen, amen. I wonder if there's a testimony in the place today. Praise God that you brag on the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. <laughs> Thank you, God, Brother Vic. That's great. Thank you, Lord. He, he is in charge of our health, isn't he? Praise God. We complain about feeling bad a lot, but we ought, to compl we ought to praise for all the good that he's done too. Amen. One other. Amen. Anybody else? Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I'll tell you, there, there's so many things. Thank you, Brother Jason. Amen. There's so many things that the Lord does for us that so much of the time I 
I don't know about you. Take it for granted that, that, he, that he's just supposed to do it. But he's a good God. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. I will exalt the Lord. I'll magnify the Lord and let us exalt him together. Can we do that? Can we exalt the Lord by, by a hand clap of praise? God, we praise you today. We love you today. We honor you today. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Amen. Good morning and welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. I'm just glad I made it up the steps. Praise the Lord. Glad to have y'all with us this morning. Thanks to who decorates the church. Man, doing a good job. I appreciate it. And I hope that you keep it up. Because it really looks good and it makes the church really look good. It's time to receive our tithing offering for our usher will come at this time. This uh, fast uh, you have, you have, it has to be something. You have to give up something that you really want to do or really like. I've got the shakes. <laughs> when I go that way, I want to uh, turn back around and go the other way. I had to stay away from it. So, but the Lord's helped me do it, and so I'm hoping He'll make me one more. If I can do it two weeks, I can do it one more week. Be all right, Brother Jordan. Will you say a blessing over the offering? Good morning. It's good to be here this morning. Thanks for your prayers last week. I was feeling under the weather, so I'm getting better. So thank you. Keep keep praying. Uh, it's now time to receive prayer requests this morning. Brother Mike. 
Yes, let's pray for Brother Mike's wife and his family. Sister. Zaniah. Let's pray for Zaniah this morning. Yes, Kim. Emily's dad. Let's pray for him. Complete recovery. Gretchen. Yes, let's pray for Papa's back. Sister Jordan. Let's pray for those special needs. We'll pray for Ulyssa and her knees. We'll pray for Ronnie, Ken, Ken, Diane, Ronnie, Leneva, and Sister Keller, Ken, and Diane. Telling everybody, Sister, Sister. You said Dylan and Layla, Martin's Martin's friends. Let's pray for that family, please. If that's it, unspoken requests. Raise hands, stand with me as we take these to the Lord this morning. Through. I look 
as they travel home today. Traveling mercy. Alright, it's time to fellowship.
I thought I heard it. And that was a, a my bad. Uh, yeah. All the well, that was a my bad because I was try, I tried the other day to get it to um because sometimes it's not very loud, <clears throat> so I was trying to get it to be louder. And and obviously no one else was here with me to test it. So that was a that was a me, <laughs> not an Amanda. Oh, so last week we began the series of health and wellness talking about the fact that it's important that different aspects of our life are healthy. There are at least five areas of our life that we will, that make up who we are and that we will be discussing at some point. Because when I say I don't know how long this is going to go, I don't, I have no idea. Because under the umbrella of health and wellness there is spiritual health and wellness, which we're not there yet. We haven't gotten there. Well, I mean, I hope that some of you have, but <clears throat> there is mental and emotional health and wellness, which is where we are now. That's the the grouping. There's relational health and wellness, physical health and wellness, financial health and wellness. So poor health in one of these five leads to poor health and more. And when I'm financially unhealthy, that leads to relational strain. <laughs> When I am physically unhealthy, that leads to mental struggles, oftentimes. When I'm spiritually unhealthy, everything suffers. Things are going, things are going bad. <laughs> Got an extra person there. So we continue today with mental and emotional health. Last week we talked about the fact that anger is a neutral emotion, if you didn't get to hear last week's. <clears throat> yeah, if you were working or whatever, and you didn't take the time to listen. Well, because if you were sick all week and um, didn't take the time to listen, <laughs> then uh, I'm just saying, that's what happens when you miss church. Yes, bless us. Yes, so we learned last week out with the old so we, we take off, we put off that old conversation, who we used to be. And that's a choice that we can make. And then in with the new, so we're putting on that new man, that new conversation that, that God has made for us, new clothing. New things to put on, new things to wear. And that anger is not the enemy. Anger can be a catalyst for change. Anger can be something that that fires us up and gets us to move so we don't have to use it in a bad way. It's it's how we use it that matters. So today we are going to try our hand at mind control. That's right. <clears throat> Health and wellness, mind control. <clears throat> and y'all y'all forgive me. I've had um, two mints and um, and I have water here, so I will do my best to not be super duper yucky. <laughs> So, Paul was uh, writing from prison to the church at Philippi. So, we're going to be in Philippians. This was the first group of European believers. He really loved them. He just had a, a strong heart for these people because they were his first converts as he went over into uh, into Europe. We talked about this a few months ago that the doors kept closing on him. He, he wasn't able to minister in Asia Minor for a while and then he had to go over into Europe and so 
we see that these are the people that he first meets and he really cares a lot about them we see through the through the entire book of philippians just a really a strong heart that uh, that paul is showing toward these people philippi was a roman city it was on the um it was kind of in the, in the center so he could have left from either direction and gone to spread the gospel it was made up of military veterans so we see that um we're going to see that a little bit in in one of our verses today the idea of of military verbiage so we're going to be in philippians chapter 4 starting with verse 1 verses 1 through 5 it says therefore my brethren dearly beloved and longed for my joy and crown so stand fast in the lord my dearly beloved I beseech Yodius and beseech Syntyche that they may be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women <laughs> which labored with me in the gospel, which with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand bless you so he says therefore in light of the fact and therefore talking about the end of chapter 3 which uh, tells us about our conversation being in heaven in this case conversation meaning our final destination so our destination is heaven where we're all going to be transformed eternally so he says in light of this fact stand fast in light of the fact that heaven is your home, stand fast. Persevere. Keep standing. He calls them dearly beloved ones. So again, we see this love that Paul has for the church in Philippi. He longs to see them again. He says that they bring his mind cheerfulness. Their love for God is a symbol of honor and victory for him. He said, y'all have learned how to love God right, and that's that is a rejoicing for me. That's something that I can be proud of because you learn right. And then he says, but y'all got a problem. <laughs> Two of your female church members here are having a disagreement. Come on, people. <laughs> so he, he calls them by name. He says to Euodius and Syntyche, I beseech both of them. I call out to both of them. I'm calling them by name. I'm entreating them to be of the same mind. Whew. Notice that Paul did not take sides. He said, y'all are fussing. Both of you are having an issue. I'm not saying that one of you is right and the other one needs to straighten up. I'm saying that both of you need to have the same mind. You need to sit down and have a talk. So, his encouragement that they would was that they would exercise the mind he says so be of the same mind in the lord this phrase here means to exercise the mind to reach an agreement he names them as co-laborers and whoever he's whoever he has sent this directly to whichever leader of the church he has sent the the book to he says yoke fellow he calls Paul calls this person a yoke fellow. Yoke fellow, you are responsible for talking to them and helping them to come to an agreement. So remind them that they, along with you 
and Clement and I, we were all working together. We were all laborers one with another. Remind them that the these things that are going on between them ought not be. Remind them that their names are written in the book of life. Now this is possibly a, a passive aggressive. <laughs> I love Paul because sometimes he says things. He's like, y'all remember your names are written in the book of life. <laughs> Straighten up. Um, he he gives this this subtle hint, and oftentimes this these reminders from him. He's saying, "You need to act like you ought to act in a Christian manner," because when we realize that there is a greater purpose for what we're doing, sometimes these things seem a little petty. You know, maybe maybe I shouldn't be fussing about this. Maybe we can come to an agreement. Maybe we should come to the same mind. So this is what Paul is trying to get them to see. That we're family and disagreements certainly arise. If y'all have never disagreed with your family, that is great. That is wonderful. (laughs) But it's normal to have disagreements. That's okay. We don't always have to agree. Mom always says, you know, if we... If we always agree about everything, one of us is unnecessary. Which is true. If we always have the same opinion, then I don't need you, you don't need me, we'll just go our ways and we're right all the time. So, here he's saying, come to an agreement in the Lord. Not that you are right or that you are right, but we're coming together to make an agreement. So, Then he tells them, be of good cheer in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. When everything is bad, when everything is wrong, he's the place that we can rejoice. He is the place that we can find our joy and our rest and our solitude. When everything else is is terrible, We can have that rest and that rejoicing in Him. And so this admonition is sandwiched between the encouragement that their names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life and the reminder that Jesus is coming soon. (laughs) So He's rejoice in the Lord always. I don't feel like rejoicing. Well, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and Jesus is coming soon. So right in the middle of that, rejoice. You may be going through it and it may be bad, but rejoice. This knowledge should cause rejoicing and also remind them to be moderate to all. And let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Moderation here means appropriate, fair, gentle, forbearance. Let it be known to all. Let it be known to those in church. No. Let it be known to those you agree with. No. Let it be known to all men. That to everyone we act with moderation. To everyone we act with fairness and gentleness. That to everyone we're appropriate. Forbearance for all. Then in verses 6 through 9. Oh my. (laughs) Be careful for nothing. 
But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Whew. So how to be rid of anxiety. Yeah. Yes. How to be rid of anxiety. <laughs> well, Notice he says, be careful for nothing. Now, when we think about being careful, it means, you know, to be, to be cautious or to take concern about how we do things. We call out to, call out to the kids as they're running out the door, be careful. Okay. Now, he's not saying don't be careful and just run around willy-nilly and, and cause yourself harm. Okay. That's not at all what he's saying. <clears throat> but he is saying here, this is the, and, and I, I'm not a Greek scholar, but this is the present prohibitive imperative sense. And it literally means stop being anxious. Oh my. So this is a direct command. It is a command that is for all time. And that it is always in the present tense. Stop being anxious. And when we think about the fact. That this book was written so long ago. <laughs> and still. Still. Paul has to say to his church people. Stop being anxious. Stop worrying. What could they have had to worry about? Instead, in every circumstance, be diligent in these things. This is what Paul tells us. Be diligent in prayer. This means earnest prayer. Earnest prayer to God in any place that is suitable for praying. So he's saying, at all times, any time that you can, be in prayer. Be diligent in your prayers. And supplications, this meaning petition, seeking God for the need to be met. With thanksgiving, this word means gratitude. Tell God what you need from Him. Giving Him details. He says, let your request be made known unto God. Not in a general sense, Lord, help me today. No, what do you need from God? What do you need specifically from God? We talked in our class a few weeks ago that that there are times that maybe we feel like, if I'm too specific, that puts God on the spot. And why shouldn't it? Because God is the God of the whole universe and He can do anything for us. So when we need something specific from him, Lord, I need healing in my body. We can be specific. Lord, I need strength to make it 
through this morning's meeting. Right? And the Lord can do that. Lord, I need you to be with me when I have to see this person that gets on my nerves. Okay? Be specific. Right? Because he says, make your request known unto God. Make your request known. Oftentimes we have this level of anxiety because we haven't asked specifically. So we're like, okay, well, how's God going to answer this? We'll, we'll see how the prayer gets done. I, all I've said is, Lord, help me. It's like, okay, Lord, are, are you helping me right now? I, I can't tell. Maybe you are. Maybe it would have been worse if I hadn't have prayed. I don't know. But when we get specific with God, then we can actually point to prayers being answered. We can say, oh, yes, God did get me through this meeting. He kept me awake when I was tired. Or he kept me from fussing at that person who gets on my nerves. The Lord helped me. Through this circumstance, the Lord healed my body. When I asked him specifically for healing, the Lord did this and this and this for me. And when we are allowed and invited to come into the presence of God and bring him specific needs, there's no reason that we shouldn't. There's no reason we don't. Come in and bring our request to him. Give details. And then he says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God. This means the quietness, the rest. The tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, fearing nothing from God, and content with its earthly lot. That's a really long definition, but that was one of the definitions of peace. Tran the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot. He says that the peace of God that passes understanding. This word here, to pass, means exceedingly abundantly above. That's one of my favorite Greek words. Exceedingly abundantly above all capacity of the mind or intellect. So I'm able to have peace, a calm, a tranquility within my heart that is exceedingly abundantly above anything that I can ask, think, or imagine. When I allow God to guard my heart and mind. Now this word here, and I said that we would we would see a, a military phrase. And it's here. Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This phrase, keep your hearts and minds, means to mount a guard, to post spies at the gate, or to be a watcher in advance. To our hearts, which are our thoughts and feelings, and our minds, which is our perception and our purpose. So God says... I will set up a guard around your heart and around your mind. I will set up watchers. I'll set up spies so that nothing can get in that shouldn't be there. I'll set up spiritual sentries in your head 
that will guard your thoughts and your feelings, that will guard your perception and your purpose. Not as the world provides, but only that Christ can give. He says, so you need to take a mental inventory of, some, of certain things. This is what you need to be thinking about. He said, whatsoever is true. True meaning not concealed. Whatsoever is honest or honorable. Whatsoever is just, meaning righteous, innocent, and holy. Whatsoever is pure, meaning modest, innocent, or perfect. Whatsoever is lovely, meaning friendly and acceptable. Whatsoever is of good report, well spoken of. If there is any virtue, meaning excellence or valor, or praise, anything commendable, esteem those things. Keep your mind on those things. And then Paul uses his own life as an example. He says, anything that you have learned or received or heard or seen in me. So learned is what he had taught them himself. When I was there with you, if I taught it to you, do that. Received means to accept or acknowledge one to be what they profess to be. If you think that, that I am a true Christian... If you think that what I said is real, do those things that I do. He said, if you've heard it, meaning what has been reported or reputation, if you've heard anybody say, hey, Paul does these things, do those things. And anything that you've seen, perceived to be. So if you think that I might would do it, do it. Anything that you've seen, heard, Received, learn from me, do that, to perform repeatedly or habitually. So if you've ever seen me do it, it's okay to do it. If you've heard that I've done it, it's all right, go ahead. If you think that I would do it, go ahead and do it. Then the embodiment of peace. Not just the peace of God, but the God of peace. Notice the switch in this verse number 10. He says, the God of peace shall be with you. Not just the peace of God. Not just, a, not just an emotional state on the inside. But the actual person who represents peace. That person will accompany, join, walk alongside us. So, throughout this entire book... Paul was trying to encourage this church that he dearly loved. And, and just as Paul wanted the church at Philippi to be strong and healthy, so we need to be strong and healthy. So there are some questions that will help us examine our hearts and minds. The first question is, have you prayed about it? <laughs> Who am I? And if you, ha if you can say yes, that's good. If if you've got a situation and you haven't prayed about it, then no wonder you're anxious. Anxiety is one of those difficult to explain kinds of things. It just, it just is. It's difficult to know why you feel anxious sometimes. Sometimes it's really easy. Like, yeah, I know why. I know that's going to make me worried. That's going to concern me. But then there are some times they're just going along and you start to feel anxious. And like, what on earth is this about? I have no clue where this is coming from. I, I didn't even know that I had, that this was on my mind at all. 
So sometimes it's difficult to surrender your worries to God because you don't always know where your worries are coming from. Okay? So I will I will say that I, I know that from personal experience. <clears throat> so yeah, sometimes it's sometimes it's, you know, you start to get a flutter, start to get a little tightness in your chest and think, Okay, Lord, what where is that coming from? I'm not worried about anything that I know of. Lord, what's happening right now? And then you start have to examine. Okay, go go over it. And is your family okay? Friends okay? Work okay? What's going on? So I do understand that sometimes it's tough to surrender your worries to God because I know in my head that God's in control of all things. Okay, I know that in my mind, no doubt about it. Served the Lord for a long time. So I know in my head that God's in control, but I'm pretty good at reasoning why I should still worry about it. Well, God, you haven't done it yet. So up until the point that you answer this prayer, just let me worry a little. Just let me be concerned. Just let me ask questions. That happens. Lord, until until you answer, I'm still going to be concerned. When I'm invited by the God of peace to make detailed, specific requests known to him, why shouldn't I do that? When I begin to figure out why it is I'm worried, what it is that's causing me anxiety, it is then that I have the responsibility to lay it before the Lord. Instead of holding on to it, when I finally realize, oh, okay, I'm worried because... I'm afraid this will happen or I'm afraid this won't happen. When I realize and recognize what it is that's causing the anxiety, I need to then come to Christ and lay it at his feet and say, Lord, these are the reasons that I'm worried. And it may not make any sense, but I know it makes sense to you because you made me. Because you know all things, you understand all things. So Lord, this is what I'm going through. Because when I don't am I doubting that he cares or that he will work things out is that what I'm thinking to myself oh God doesn't care about this it's too small for him to worry about or you know what's going on there or sometimes I may believe maybe this doesn't happen to any of y'all but sometimes maybe I believe that if I hold on to it I can try to work it out the way that I want it to. (laughs) Because see, if I surrender it to God, then I have to let it go. But if I hold on to it, then maybe, just maybe, I can finagle things around and, and they work out the way that I... Like, Lord, instead of me surrendering this person to you, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna see what I can do with talking to them. We'll see how how well that that affects them. Yeah. Some I, y'all may not do that. Sometimes I do that. Okay, I hold on to things and stay anxious about things because I want them done a certain way, and I'm a little worried that God is not going to do it the way. I th- God, you didn't do it the way I wanted. Come on, man. You know. So that causes more anxiety because I'm holding on to it. Okay. 
oftentimes that's where my because <clears throat> I can be um, I can be type A I know y'all wouldn't believe that but I'm kind of a control freak sometimes so so a lot of times that's where the anxiousness comes from God you're not doing it the way that I wanted you to but I have to surrender I have to turn it over to him when I realize I'm anxious and anxiety is not what God wants for me I have to surrender it I have to be in control of my mind The second question. What are you allowing past the guards? How often do you say, I can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> There's a, a show that uh, Shane and I watched a while ago. It's, it's gone off now, but um, the guy comes in to the um he's a soccer player and he comes into the coach's office and he says I can't control my feelings and the coach says well then by all means let them control you yeah and that how silly that sounds sometimes that's how we act with God God I can't control my feelings I can't control myself (laughs) well by all means you should allow your feelings to control you then no that doesn't make any sense. I am in control of me. God gives me that. He blesses me with that blessing. I am not a robot. I am given the choice to follow Him, to do what the Bible says, to live without anxiety. And that's not to say that there will never be anxiety that comes up. Please understand. That may not be something that you're ever completely delivered from, but it is something that you can continually lay down. Okay? It is something that you can recognize within yourself and say, Lord, I know that this is not good and healthy for me, so I'm going to give it to you. And even if it takes a hundred times a day, God, I feel anxious again, and we come back to him and we lay it down again. Okay, God does not get tired of you coming to him. God does not get discouraged you coming to him and saying, God, I've had this worry in my mind. I've had this concern. Please help me know if it's from you or not. He continually takes our cares upon him. The Bible says cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. It does not put a cap on how many times you can come to him with cares. So, There's a lie from the enemy that says, I can't control myself. One of the greatest powers that God gives us is the power to choose. To choose what goes on in my mind, what settles there, and what behaviors that creates within me. Now, of course, you you can't always control what comes into your mind, but you can control what stays there. We are given the promise of an armed guard to be stationed around our hearts and minds. So why do thoughts and worries continue to intrude? When we're told that there will be someone to guard our heart and mind, 
but still things keep creeping in there's a disconnect somewhere either we did not meet the requirements necessary and those requirements are prayer supplication and thanksgiving or we're giving certain thoughts feelings and concerns a pass to get through to get past those guards see I can say I'm, I don't always know what's going to make me anxious. I don't always know what's going to make me worried. But there are some things that I do. There are some kinds of thoughts and behaviors that lead to worry and anxiety within me. There are certain people that you're around that are going to cause you to be anxious. Now, some of them you're going to have to be around. But that's when you, you're going to ask the Lord to guard your heart and your mind. But there's some people that you choose to be around that feeds into that. That drama. There are certain thoughts. I'm fully aware of those worries that are more persistent that sneak by the guards, those things that, that you're really, really worried about, the, the insecurities, those concerns that come in, they sneak by. They're the ones that are more persistent. But then also, there are some negative thoughts that are sickly comforting. Y'all can, can agree or not. You don't have to say amen. I'll say it for you. It's true. There are some thoughts in, in our minds that are sickly comforting. Because it feels kind of good to wallow in self-pity every once in a while. Okay, I'm the only one. I doubt it. <laughs> Those thoughts. Maybe no one does love you. Maybe... That person does have it better than you do. Maybe they are all talking about you. You probably will fail. God hasn't answered yet, so he's probably not going to. Maybe God didn't really say that to you. We hear these thoughts. And we allow them in. And sometimes it feels good. Oh, you're probably right. No one does love me. No one's talked to me in two days. These people only talk to me because I work with them. Those people only call me because they're my family. Maybe no one does love me. Or whatever it may be for you. Um, that's just an example. But, but there are thoughts that come in you're unlovable all these different things that come in and we kind of feel we kind of feel comfortable in that lie we settle into it and so we leave it there instead of recognizing hey that's not lovely and true and honorable that's not a good report that's that's rough. Why are we thinking these things? There's a list of things that we should dwell on. Ways that we can fight when the enemy slips in. What is, what is true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, 
the best and not the worst, the beautiful and not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. And this is not a denial of reality. Okay, understand that. This is not saying, oh, well, everything's rose-colored and beautiful and, and rainbows and everything's perfect. That's not at all what Paul is trying to encourage us to do. This is mind maintenance. This is health and wellness. This is saying, I may not be strong yet, but I refuse to dwell on the things that are going to make me weaker. I may not be at the place that I should be, but I'm not going to be held back by this negativity. I, I don't need that kind of stuff. No, again, this is not a denial of reality because, yeah, things may be bad. But the whatsoever is good and lovely and of good report and perfect, that's, that's looking forward. It may be terrible right now, but I trust that God's going to work things out. That God's going to do something that only He can do. So I, I'm not going to stay here in the midst of this mess. I'm not going to trust in this. I'm not going to believe that, that the worst is always going to be. I'm not going to believe that the sickness is all there's ever going to be. I'm not going to believe that destruction is it. Then I'm going to have to live here forever. I'm going to believe that God has better things and good things and lovely and pure and perfect things. That's what I'm going to dwell on. Mind maintenance. And then the third question is, are you an example or a cautionary tale? Paul pointed to a couple of ladies in the church at the very beginning. He said, y'all too, straighten up. Both y'all come together. Be of the same mind. Exercise your mind in the Lord. Get it together because your names are written in the book of life and there is work to be done. If the enemy can keep us distracted with other cares and issues, he will keep us from working for the Lord. He will. He'll bog us down with aggravations with other people and we'll begin to think that those people are the enemy but we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against powers of the enemy in high places so he'll try to distract us he'll put within our oh that person doesn't like you you see how they're ignoring you right that person mm, that you know that person isn't living like the way they ought to you should shun them you should ignore them. Get away from that. He'll put these thoughts in our minds and we'll begin to think, that makes sense. We'll be able to see it. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I shouldn't be that. I, no, I don't want to be around that person. You might start talking stuff about them. The enemy does this to us. Okay? The enemy does this. It's his goal to separate. And we have to recognize when that happens, that is not of the Lord. I need to get my mind right. But here Paul used himself as a good example. If you've seen me, if you've heard it told about me, if you've listened to my teachings about it, 
Or if you believe that it's something that I would do, do it. There have been pl- there have been plenty of times that I've been off on a, a trip or uh, on a uh, youth thing, and I think, what would my mom do in this situation? And that's what I do. <laughs> what would Kay do? And uh, seriously, and the thing that Paul was saying is, I know I'm living right. Everybody else may be looking at me sideways, but I know that I'm living right. So if you've heard me say that I do it, you can do it. That's pretty spiritually confident. Yeah, that's a personal goal of mine. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Okay. I'll run it through the Lord before y'all do everything that I do. Okay. <laughs> so this is not the idea of being a spiritual goody two-shoes. So that people can admire us. But to understand the sacred responsibility of being a reflection of Christ. To say, you know what? If you've heard that I do it, do it. So, you have the power. We have the power. I have the power. Through Christ to control my mind. God has given me that power. So as you you examine your life, ask these questions. Have you prayed about it? What are you allowing past the guards? And are you an example or a cautionary tale? As the music plays, and we'll just ask the Lord to help us to get to that place of, of giving Him all. Surrendering all of our, our worries to Him. Because that's where it starts. Letting Him have all of it. It does not scare Him. It does not worry Him. Surrender it to Him today. Heavenly Father, I thank You. I thank You because You see into our hearts. And there are times that we... Times that we hold back because we're worried or times that we hold back because we want to be in control but God we understand that you see and you know Father I ask you that you would go to each heart right now that you would speak to us that you would just speak into our lives those thoughts of peace those thoughts that are lovely and good God, that anything that's in our minds that shouldn't be there, that you begin to to break down those walls, those, those places that the enemy has built up, lies in our hearts. Father, we just, we ask that you tear down the lies. Tear down the lies that no one loves us. Tear down the lies that people are against us. Tear down the lies that this is all there's ever going to be. God, tear down the lies that you're not going to do what you said you're going to do. God, tear down those lies that the enemy would try to put up. We don't believe those. We say that is not true. We say in Jesus' name, we are beloved of God. In Jesus' name, we belong to Him. In Jesus' name, we can cast our cares on Him because He cares about us. 
We understand that that every anxiety, every worry, every care can just be put at your feet and you take them as your own. God, we lift them up to you now. The worries that it's never going to change. Those worries that we have to be the one to change it. God, that's a lie from the enemy. We tear that down in Jesus' name. The lie that we have to be the one to fix it. In Jesus' name, I surrender that. God, that I don't have to be the one because you are the God of the universe. You are the one who is in control of all things. So I just surrender my needs to you. And you can handle it. You can take care of it, God. God, I pray that you would that you would put a guard around our hearts and minds because you said in your word that you would. For those who are feeling anxious, for those who are worried about the future, for those who are looking at their financial situation and wondering how they're going to make it, God, for those who are looking at their family situation and saying, God, how are you going to fix this? For those who are seeing their their loved ones who don't know you as Savior and think, Jesus, you're coming soon. I pray that their names would be written in the Lamb's book of life. God, for those who see these things and worry, I ask your help. We speak Jesus over them right now. We speak Jesus into their minds, into their hearts. We say Jesus is the answer. Surrendering to Him is the answer. Father, for those who are looking at their their health status and saying, I'm facing a whole lot of stuff, who are worried about what's coming up, but God, we just trust you. We know that whatever it looks like right now, that whatsoever things are lovely, of good report, whatsoever things are honorable, we can think on those things. We could focus on those things. Father, we just ask you to make us an example. God, that you would make us an example of what it looks like to surrender to you. That for those around us, that if they they need to know how to have peace, they would look to us and say, oh, that's how. Supplication and prayers and thanksgiving, that's how. God, I pray that you would work in our lives that we would honor you and please you. God, we just, we understand that you have given us this power to have control. God, your will be done. Your will be done in each and every life. We thank you, God. We praise you. Work in hearts today. Work in hearts today. We thank you, God. We just surrender our anxieties to you now, God. Just lift them up to you. Just lift them up to you. We surrender them. We give them over to you, God. We lay them at your feet. We ask for your truth to just wash over our minds. Heavenly Father, your will be done. Your will be done. His precious name. In 
now we say over your people. May Yahweh bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. And may he give you his peace in Jesus' precious name. Amen.